Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. Emisi Oluwa Owolabi is a minister of the gospel with multifaceted expressions as a pastor, strategist, author, counselor, trainer, and transformational leader. The president of Hope 365 Ministries and convener of When Friends Pray, a ministry platform that has held over 200 meetings across different continents, Emisi Oluwa is diligently raising intercessors revivalists and transformational leaders for Christ in all spheres of life through her discipleship platform, Intercession and Revival Academy, IRA. Despite her strides in ministry, she has excelled greatly in the corporate world. With considerable work experience in the banking industry and over 16 years as a corporate trainer, Emise's expertise in strategy and corporate training is demonstrated through her role as the founder of Dream Meets Strategy, a strategic platform for training entrepreneurs and corporate leaders, and co-founder of the iNest Hub, a resource center with creative ideas and spaces for work, research, events, trainings, and corporate events. Emisio Lua is also a certified emotional intelligence therapist with Sobka, Sam Obafemi Behavioral Change Academy. As a result of her work at the Hopeline Call Center, a pro bono counseling outfit she established, hope and encouragement has come to the hearts of several people in distress. Her achievements have earned her recognition by notable organizations, including Why Niger, Leading Ladies Africa, and Mobulet Africa, where she was featured on the Church 100, 100 Most Inspiring Women in Nigeria, and 100 Most Inspiring Women in Africa lists, respectively. In 2017, Emisi Olua's radio show, Everything Love with Emisi, won an award from Domestic Violence UK for its outstanding work in supporting individuals who have experienced domestic and emotional abuse. Her teachings have also been featured on cable TV and online platforms. A lover of music, art and media, she has authored various books including When Prayer Becomes a Lifestyle, Prayer Looks Good on You, a timeless publication that has sparked a pivotal conversation about the believer's approach to prayer and led many Christians across the world to a more effective life of communion with God. Her other books include Untold Stories, Life Lessons I Learned from Swimming, and Psalms by Emisi, an audio compilation of thoughts, poems, prayers, expressions, and conversations with God. Emisi Olua co-pastors the Fountain of Life Church, Hope Center, Yaba, with her husband and best friend, Olumide Owolabi. And her favorite way to be described is Jesus Baby. Grace Made Family, please give a resounding applause to Pastor Emisio Lua Owolabi. Hallelujah. Come on, give God praise. 
Celebrate Jesus. Come on, come on. Wow. You are celebrating your pastors. I know your pastors are very fine. It's okay. Even their children go all rosy. Now celebrate God. Now celebrate God. Come on. Give it to God. Bless his holy name. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We're going to take a song together. Um, first, I want to say a big thank you to my friends. They're not my friends. They're not my brothers and sisters. Thank you so much. By the way, your pastor is very hilarious. Just thought to let you know. Your pastors, not just one of them. You think one is very, then the other is together. Can we celebrate them? We love you so much. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for modeling how to be king and priest. Grace May Church, are you grateful to have such uh, pastors? Can you celebrate Jesus? Amen. All right. I bring you greetings from my husband. He's currently holding forth in church. Um, I mean, I'm like, wow, this is the third Sunday ministration I'm having in four years because I just love the Hope Nation so much, but I love Grace Made Church as well. So it's amazing to be here. All right. Can we now thank God and celebrate God for you, the most important person in this place? Aside God, can you celebrate yourself? Come on, come on, come on. Wow, is that how much God has done for you in this realms of glory, in this realms of overflow? Come on, celebrate Jesus. Amen. I'm also here with one of the, I call her one of the, <laughs> one of the COOs in my life. Not just controller of everything around me, but also controller of my life as well. Help me celebrate Minister Nikki. Thank you so much. Amazing woman of God, amazing professional. And I'm also here with my personal protocol. <laughs> my driver is not just a driver, he's a, he's a family, is a blessing to me and my household. My protocol officer, Mr. Adifemi, thank you so much for coming. Hallelujah, glory to God. All right, praise God. Now we're going to go into the word, but before we do that, can we just worship Jesus for a minute? Um, if the worship team can be here. I remember last year, the song specifically was Deeper. I can never forget. And I loved every bit of it. Amen. Praise God. We're going we're gonna to sing um, a song, Take the Stage, Lord, and Have Your Way. I'm just a vessel, nothing more. When you're done, please take the glory. I'm satisfied to see you glorified. Is anybody satisfied to see God glorified? All right, hallelujah. Take the stage, Lord. Have your way. I'm just a temple, but nothing more. I don't expect you to be looking at them. Come on, let's worship God. And when you're done, please take the glory. Satisfied just to see you glorified. Take the stage, Lord. Come on. Take the stage, Lord, and have your way. I'm just a vessel. I'm just a vessel, and nothing more. When you're done, come on. When you're done, please take the glory. I'm sorry. Just to see you glow. One more time, everybody in the house. Can we lift our voice and say, Take the stage and have your way. And have your way. I'm just.
just a vessel. I'm just a Worship church, I know that. Church, sing it out because there is no drum in your room. There's no keyboard in your room. Everybody declare. Aloe be your name. be your name. We cry our Father. We cry our Father. Oh, One more time, we're going to Shabbat the name of the Lord. You're going to personalize it. I cry, I'm a father. Come on. Come on. This is Grace Smith Church, so you should understand what I'm saying. Come on. May our whole lives be expressions of your grace. Turn that line to a prayer right now. I'm beginning to speak to Jesus. May my whole lives be expressions of your grace. May our whole lives be expressions May our lives be an expression of your grace and your glory. Help us, Jesus, to not just love your presence and do nothing. We will love your presence and we will turn it, we will translate it into our world in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. If that's your prayer, can you jam your hands together? Look for five people. Tell them your life will be an expression of God's glory. Your life will be an expression of God's glory. Your life will be an expression of God's glory. Come on, come on. Your life will be an expression of God's glory. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. You know, we're celebrating the glory of God. We're talking about the overflow. Amen. Such a powerful word. You know, so I've been thinking, and when Pastor Shane was sharing with me, I'm like, God, how do I fit 
what I perceive the Lord was is saying to me to the theme of our gathering. When you think about the when you think about glory, is one of the most <laughs> vast word in scripture all through scripture you've talked you see the glory of God also from the beginning till very this very present time and there are different dimensions to the glory realm there's a dimension of God himself being glory there's a dimension of you revealing his glory there's a dimension of his glory in you there's a dimension of Christ in you what the hope of glory there's a dimension of his glory that is intrinsic there's a dimension of his glory that is extrinsic there's a dimension of his glory like glory is vast is a vast subject in scripture. But for the purpose of our gathering today, I'm going to be talking about glorifying God. How will your life glorify God? The glory of God is interwoven throughout the biblical story and forms the origin, content, goal of the entire cosmic narrative. God's glory is magnificent, worth. Is, is, is lovely, is part of his grandeur, of his many perfection. God communicates his glory through his creation, image bearers, providence, redemptive acts. God's people respond by what? Glorifying God. So if you know the God of glory and you're not glorifying God, you're not responding. See, when your life glorifies God, is you responding to glory. And this was written by Christopher Morgan about the, how God communicates his glory. Now, I've just been thinking about it. I said, God, so how do we reveal God's glory? If God is glory, if his glory is in us, by the way, God is not, you know, when we say we don't share, don't take God's glory. There is the dimension of not taking God's glory and there's the dimension of revealing God's glory. There are two different things. God is not that father that is so insecure that he cannot shine through you. Is somebody with me? God is not that father that is, is his delight. You will say it shortly. That you glow, that the glory, in fact, you drip glory. That's God. The problem is when you take responsibility for the glory. When you take on, when you take on, when you ascribe to yourself that you are the author of the glory. When you take and not re return glory, meaning return praise, return the ownership to him. For instance, when you tell somebody, oh wow, that was great. Same thing with me. I'm like, ah, thank you. Thank you so much. Glory be to God. Great. But don't make it religious. Some people cannot take compliments. Oh, you, you, that was a powerful song. Ah, it's God, it's God. I get it. It's God, but he's doing it through you. So you, you, you say, ah, thank you so much. I give glory to God. doesn't make you a sinner. Because then it defeats the purpose of being light. God, for you to be light, God knows you'll be seen. The only thing is that when they see you, they shouldn't just see you, they should see God. The question is, the light they see, is it become, is it look, does it look like God? The ultimate purpose of glory is the essence. The glory is called kabod. It's the essence, the weight of God. God himself. So that means if you are a carrier of glory, you should look like God. It's when you don't look like God that is a problem. Praise God. Because sometimes we say, well, I don't touch the glory of God. We make it look like God is fighting, dragging something with us. However, that song, take the stake, have your way. I'm satisfied to see you glorify. You know what that means? You might not get the accolades, but God gets the glory. 
you might not get the recognition. Somebody else might get a recognition and God takes the glory. That's what it means. Hallelujah. It's not self-glorification. Now, that's it. When you, as a person, ascribe to yourself as the source, the controller, the owner, the orchestrator, the one that is doing everything, that's why there's a problem. Praise God. So how do we reveal God's glory? John 15 verse 8, that's the first scripture the Lord gave me for this house. It says, when you bear much fruit, that's when you bear, produce much fruit, my Father is honored and glorified. And you show and prove yourself to yourselves to be true followers of mine. Somebody say amen. When you produce fruits. Now, I'm not just talking about... When they say when you produce fruit, then we'll know that you're true. It's not just like we're going to be seeing spiritually that you're producing fruit. You must be able to translate what you have gathered spiritually into this realm. Because on earth, as it is in heaven, that is the mandate. So when we talk about glory, look, we're like, wow, glory. Like pastors preaching our glory, he will continue to preach about glory. Some of you, they're like, glory, wow, it's just cloud. Glory is smoke. Glory, ah, what's glory? Just ah, glory. What are you talking about? As I said, there's an aspect of glory that you're thinking, ah, glory or more. Some of you think glory is shining, is blinks, is more money, is more job, is more all these things. Those are the added advantage. Glory is first becoming like Christ. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 18. Now as we behold as in the mirror, we are being transformed from one level of what? Glory to another. So in this glory realm, you graduate. In this glory realm, you move from, as I don't move from money to money. You move from glory to glory. I don't want to go ahead of myself. John 15 verse 8. Again, I'm using the TPT version. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my God. You see, you don't glorify God by just your words. You glorify God by your life. You glorify God by the product and the outcome of your life. Meaning, if I encounter you, I should look at you and feel like, wow, this is a dimension of God I've never seen before. The quality of your work in the office is glory to God. So if you are getting memo, memo and getting sacked, you could late to work. If you don't know how to translate this power we are generating into daily living, listen to me, you are not glorifying God. In fact, you are making people to question if you have faith. You know what that is? You are dishonoring God. And I, listen to me, that is the gap in our Christian world, especially in this side of the country. We generate so much power in the place of prayer, but we have absolute, we have no idea of how to, you cannot, listen to me, in this whole era of prayer, prayer, you cannot pray right and not here. If you are truly praying, you will download strategies. Any prayer you have prayed, that when you are done, there is not one, a revelation of Jesus has not increased. Two, a brokenness of heart in terms of being humble in the place of God. Three, if all you come out is that you have delivered all your requests. And you don't even receive power and strength to believe for what you have prayed for. A lot of you, I, a lot of you say stuff like, yeah, ask God anything you want. He will give you. No, 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 no. Mm. Have you seen John chapter 15? According to his will. Can I tell you something? You don't know his will if you don't know his heart. Because you might be right in the middle of God and you're praying yourself away. You see, you cannot, you can, 
you can pray amiss. Because a lot of people are praying without the word. You see, and the word is a revelation and entrance into glory. The Bible says, as we behold in a mirror the word, we have been transformed from one level of glory to another. This is how the Father will be glorified in you becoming faithful and being my disciples. How do you glorify God by producing fruits? When you mature, when we can see that you look like God. I can't have God as a PA and it will be shabby. I am so sure it will be the most effect, efficient and effective PA. How do I know? Even having God as a constructor, look at how he made Genesis chapter 1. See, since the day he created light and sun, please, have you perhaps seen that they say that the light in, uh, the sun in Australia has collapsed because the pillar holding the sun is not in place anymore. Have you heard of that? Look at the things we are enjoying thousands of years, eons of years after. Still working. So God works. Whatever God, whatever God does is generational. So if you want to be a glory carrier and reveal the glory of God, whatever you're thinking, think generations. Think beyond you. That is glory. Somebody shout glory. Glory is what I cover myself with. Glory is the essence of God. Glory is the manifest presence of God. Glory is God himself. Glory is getting to know him more and more. There is a glory realm. And we go from strength to strength. And how you reveal God's glory is through your work. Then, but how do you even contact that glory? We get there. But second thing, how do you reveal glory? Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Your lives, your lives are like salt among the people. But if you, like salt, become bland, how can your softness be restored? Flavorless salt is good for nothing. I'll be thrown out and trampled on by others. Your lives light up the world. But how can you hide a city that stands on a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, he place, he, he place, it is a place where everyone in the house can benefit from his light. So, don't hide your light. Somebody said, don't hide your light. That's verse 16. Let it shine brightly before others so that your commendable works will shine as light upon them and they will give praise to your heavenly father. If I use another translation, Amplify says, verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, noble and good deeds and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your father who is in heaven. So if your life, we're not seeing moral excellence, you're not glorifying God. If you're not seeing praiseworthy, noble, good deeds, you are not glorifying God. That is how we recognize and know that you're from God. So the generation of, oh, God sees my heart. I'm sorry, God that sees your heart, humans don't. So you can't expect us. You say, judge, judge me by my heart. I get you, darling. That's so sweet. The thing is, I'm not a witch. Neither am I the Holy Spirit. I don't even think witch can see your heart, to be honest. I'm not the Holy Spirit. That's a better one. Witch is, that's so beneath. Sorry, I take that back. I'm not the Holy Spirit. So your life should be commendable. Somebody say commendable. Somebody following me. How do you reveal God? Your life. You produce good results. Don't, if that means say, don't think small. It's not just say, think bigger house. Think nations. Think souls. Think generations. Out of not thinking small. It's to believe that whatever you are doing in your corner of the world has a ripple effect to shake the world. There's something, there's a butterfly mystery. I've forgotten the name now. They said there's a particular butterfly when it flaps its wings somewhere. Forgive me. You can Google it. A butterfly that can flap his wings somewhere and it affects something somewhere else. Somebody say amen. How do you reveal God's glory? Another one, number three, Isaiah 60. 
Arise AMPC version. Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. Shine. Be radiant with the glory of the Lord. For your life has come. Let's read the last together. I want to go. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. How do you reveal or glorify God? You get up. Get up. Get up. He said, for behold, darkness will cover the earth, and there's darkness, all the people. But the Lord shall arise upon you, O Jerusalem, and his glory shall be seen on you. And nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. That light is the glory of God. The re reason why kings are coming is the rising. Listen to me. One of the ways you will glorify God is to stop pitying yourself and get up. One of the ways you will glorify God is when life happens, get back to the word and get up. One of the ways you will glorify God, I like to, um, I think Galatians chapter 5. He says, stop only refuse. That's TPT's translation. Stop only refuse to go back to the things God has delivered you from. You need to fight the fight of faith. The devil is messing up your mind. You tell the devil, get your hands off my mind. You know, when you win war like that, in the corner of your room, you're glorifying God. Glorifying God is not just about the external things you do where people can see. It's how you walk your walk with God on a daily basis. To get up from the depressing state. There's this eye increase of the issue of depression. And people, I saw a trend one time online. They said, yes, even the people of old, they were depressed. I said, I agree. But we stopped there. We real but they were not dying the way we people are dying now. What were they doing differently? Example, David in Ziegler, 1 Samuel 30. The Bible says, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. He was pressed. Um, if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 5, all the story of Paul. Paul said that we're pressed on all sides. But the things we go to are like mashed potatoes. Romans chapter 8 says that with this suffering cannot there's something you know. If not, you'll be depressed. The knowledge you have will make you either depressed or not depressed. I'm not saying that you cannot go through depressing things. Things can happen. Hear me. But what happens is get up. You know, sir, I tell people, people come up here. I'm down. I say, okay. What scripture are you standing on? Nothing. Higher. Let me explain to you. No matter how sick you are, you're running out of, let's say, oxygen. Let's say you're running out of oxygen in your house. You start gasping for air, no oxygen. Sir, when they rush you to the hospital, not you, when they rush them to the hospital, <laughs> when they take you to the hospital, they don't say, oh my God, oxygen is not working, so give him nitrogen. When you get to the hospital, that same oxygen that is, you don't have enough of is what they put on your inside. What am I saying? That same word that you say is not working. When you've come to church, when you come, it's that same word God will refer you back to. So if there is no other solution for the word, then die there. Tarry in the word. Stay in the word. Pray the word. Declare the word. Speak the word. Till light breaks out and you repeat it again. We don't graduate from the word. We stay in the word. Have you seen John 3.16? You can read it 10 times. You have 10 different revelations. What am I saying? Why I always, when the Lord gave me that analogy, I realized a lot of people, you say, I've tried the word, it's not working. My dear, the same way if you oxygen stop, they can't say, oh, oxygen is not working. Something is happening. Whether you are short or there's a shortage of oxygen on your inside or you don't have an external support of oxygen. But whatever happens, nobody's going to put nitrogen on you to take in. What am I saying? The word works. If it does not work yet for you, tarry there. Tarry there. Because this generation, we act like we have options. That's why you try to, the Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 18, there's this wicked judge. He said, just carry, after the man pestered, the Bible says, can I see such faith? 
Do you know what that is? Importunity in prayer. I don't have any other option. I don't have anywhere I'm going. Is this prayer I'll pray? Is it Nigeria is praying too much? Wait. If not for the prayer, you know, I met a group of women last week, Tuesday. We went to minister somewhere. Elderly, 94. They've been praying for Nigeria for 40 years. A group of intercessors without titles. Some of them don't. And guess what? I've met two groups. Some were not even as old as these people. The first one I met last year, they're not as old as these people. But I could tell a difference. Sir. You see, if you are tied down by just title, hierarchy, I am this by office, this is who you are, all these things, and you don't genuinely love God and glorify God, it will tell your old age. The version of Christianity you will carry. I was with that group and I don't mock them, I'm, I'm learning. I was with this other group on Tuesday and we broke down in tears. You know why? They genuinely love God. Even the way they were honoring, you see, a 65 year old man struggling to carry my things to the car. I said, Ma, ain't you gonna need carrying? They've been praying. I said, God, and I brought that grace to this house. Because when I was ministering there, I said, sir, I said, I'm not standing here for myself. I'm standing for my generation. What will make a people pray for almost 40 years? Are you looking at us? We, oh, it's not working. How many times have we been praying for Nigeria that we're really tired? We pray too much. Do you know what those prayers are? God is not, is not an unjust God. God does not store up prayer. God answers prayers. You want to glorify God? Get up! Tell your neighbor, get up! From depression and frustration in which circumstances have kept you. Whatever the devil has kept you in. I'm not speaking as one that doesn't have a challenge. Whatever the devil... You see, I've noticed that the time I've tried to start to want to think about the problem, you begin to get down. The moment... Have you ever seen yourself talking to the world? Have you ever prayed the world? Say, Father Lord, I think your mind is going foul. You are, you are frying plantain. You are frying plantain in your mind. But as you begin to pray the word, I am head and not tail. I am head and not tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm above and not beneath. After a while, something begins to stir up. You know why? The word I speak to you, they are spirit and they are live. You cannot engage spirit for long and not be moved. Something gives way. How do I know? Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says there was darkness and the spirit was brooding. That's what you're doing when you're brooding over the word. He was brooding. And all of us said, let there be and there was. You continue to brood upon the word. Continue to declare. You see, your deliverance is just a revelation away. The moment you see a scripture, sir, the devil cannot do anything to stop it. The moment you see, you want to glorify God, I say, get up. Is it lack? No job, I say get up. Is it sickness? I say get up. Is whatever it is, I say get up. In the beginning of the year, this year in our church is year of the Holy Spirit. And when Pastor Taiwo declared it the year of the Holy Spirit, I said, Year of the what? Before then, December, I feel there's a shift in the house. I'm here to encourage somebody. I see a picture of when they're resuscitating somebody in the hospital. You are on that bed, and the Holy Spirit is telling you, get up. I said, let's sing Britain, Acts 10, 38. The Bible says, how Jesus, how God Almighty, anointed Jesus of Nazareth with Holy Spirit. And then he won power. And then he started going about doing good. Healing those that are oppressed, rejected, and, and, and harassed by the power of the devil. For God was with him. I said, Lord, it's the same spirit. I'm here to tell you. I said, it's the same spirit. So when we came into the year, I said, the Holy Spirit. Last week, we had a retreat. And I just started shouting the same spirit. The same spirit. I was on just the same spirit for a while. The thing that engulfed me, I can't explain. 
I said, I, with tears in my eyes. I said, Lord, we are acting like it's the junior Holy Spirit we inherited. But it's not a junior Holy Spirit. It's the same spirit. The shadow of Peter was healing. It's the same spirit, oh God. The same spirit. Jesus was not sick. The same spirit. Lord, I can't be negotiating with a headache in 2023. The same spirit, oh God. Jesus had five loaves, two priests, or whatever the figure was. And he fed 5,000. For ministry, we might have 5,000. But he will do millions of work. It's the same spirit. Because you are not careful, you are beginning to relate like you got the genuine Holy Spirit. So when something happens, you excuse the way. Maybe it's not the will of God. You go back to God. I said, Lord, I can't question you. However, you don't lie. You say we should do X, Y, Z. I do it. It didn't work. Light, 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 light. I said, get up. I said, get up. I said, get up. To glorify God is to get up and say, Lord, this is your word. This is my reality. It's not matching. What is the gap? What is the gap? What is the gap? What is the gap? Jesus is the same spirit. Do you understand? The Bible says the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell inside of you and quickens my mother body. I started praying over my health. I said, it quickens my mother body. It quickens my mother body. It quickens my mother body. And you know what? As you are praying that the Lord has to give you strategy. If your own is too much ever, I say cut down ever. If your own is that you are like stick, you don't move around, begin to move around. The Lord started giving strategy. I'm telling you, for this church is a dangerous year. Because you see, to glorify God, it means to produce fruit. To glorify God, it means to let your light so shine. To glorify God, it means to get up. Some of you are giving God missed call. He's calling you. You are doing like you're not hearing. He's calling you to deeper. He's calling you to a life of sacrifice. He's, you can't do it on your own. I'm not here to tell you about, you must do 50 days fast. You know why? Sir, Moses went to be with God. He didn't plan to be there for 40 days. He was not done till 40 days. So when you go be with, now we don't take it as strategy. You know, you do 40. So now if you don't do 40, I remember a man of us said he went to pray. By the third day, God said, I'm done, we're going down. No, some of your religious mind cannot accept it. Because a part of you think it is your doing that is making the glory work. Forgetting that on your best days is grace. That means on your worst days is still grace. With that in mind, even when you fall short, you can what? Get up. For some of you, it's not, it's the fact that you fail. I say get up. You're still negotiating. You want to kill, you want to hang on the cross to prove that you're sorry. But you can't die again. Christ has died. The blood is still speaking. So are we going to take, are we going to misuse grace? If you understand grace, you understand that grace is more weightier than law. Law says that if you sleep with somebody, you have committed sin. Grace says if you think about it, you have committed it. Law says that if you steal, you are, grace says if you think it. So in grace, as a man thinketh, so is he. The Lord is judging the intent of your heart. Receive grace and get up. This year, run from self-righteousness. Because at your best, your very best without grace is still like a filthy rag. Your very best. You want to glorify God? Embrace the work of redemption. Begin to run like, and the devil remind you, but you didn't know. You, he said, tell him, Christ has redeemed me from the cause of the law. Somebody shout grace. So what does this mean? I love the way message says this. Get out of bed. Some of you are still sleeping. Get out of bed. It's okay. I know they abuse you. Let God talk, Lord. Now, my own take is this. A lot of believers, so we have the extreme people that are so spirit, they don't know what to do with their humanity. 
See, if God did not need you to be human, he would not make us human. We have made us angels of spirit and we'll be flying in the air together. But the fact that you are in this human body means there's something God wants to do. So when you, God reveals your humanity to you, stop trying to be a man of God there. Humbly go before God. Humble yourself in the hand of the Lord. I said, Lord, help me. Some of you need to sit down. What is this feeling I'm feeling? Before you go to Shabakapa. Because I realize to pray in your understanding, you need the word. Like Pastor Paul, you said, doing what Some of you have been programmed to tongues. Tongues without revelation. There's nothing. I go, wak, 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 wak. I don't have a problem praying the Holy Spirit. Pray the Holy Spirit. Five hours in tongues. When you are done, what did you bring down? When you are done, what, the Bible says the word of God is sharper than two-edged sword. Piercing through. There's nothing piercing. There's nothing revealed. You do not see that. God is not showing that in your mouth. You know, we need to do something, darling. Oh, there's nothing. You are just done. Ah, I'm going to be a prayer. Because when you are praying, is 2 Corinthians 18, you are beholding. And sir, um, ah, yeah, yeah. who have powder in their bag? Anybody? Woman, woman, you have powder that have, powder that have mirror. Abraham, thank you. I want to show you something quickly. Somebody say amen. He said, right, get out, of, get out of bed, Jerusalem. Wake up, put your face in the sunlight. Put your face. You see that thing? He said, let your light so shine. Thank you. Someone has given me. He said, let your light so shine. He said, let. He didn't say angels will make your light shine. Some of you are still waiting for support to shine. Let is your responsibility. I'm here to tell you, this issue of glory, there's a glory realm that you have a part to play. So when pastor is preaching glory, that's our glory. What's glory? Ah, so your glory moved on. Like the way everybody shouting revival, the question was revival. Ask an average Christian what revival is. Falling under the anointing, shouting, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. We do worship, we do spontaneous. That's only. See, those are part of the expression, but I'm telling you that, it, that in itself is not revival. Revival is a transformation of hearts, of souls, of life. That's sad. They don't end in church. They get up and go and transform their world. Revival is onto something. Revival is not an end in itself. So revival is happening now. For some people, they don't think revival is happening. You know why? They are still waiting for only tent meeting. Can I tell you, in this age and time, it might not be just by tent meeting. More anti-security that is by the corner of our room that is doing some, maybe frying akara by the side road, roadside, engaging people, sharing the gospel, listening to people, might be in revival than you that you are in 10 hours of prayer. By all means, you need to pray for revival to come. Keep praying. But go and read it. Industrial revolution came as on the wings of certain prayer moves. So, when you are praying or studying the word, it's like this. As you are, as you behold, you see, ah, hey, whoa, Jesus. This is a perfect example. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. This doesn't happen to me, by the way. I don't know what's going on today. So, as I just say now, as we behold in the mirror, I still say that there's red lipstick on my teeth. Before I held this mirror, I was not aware. As I held this mirror, I could not continue to be talking. It was disturbing what I started to do. I clean it. See, that's the power of the word. You don't know that there's something wrong with you until you start reading the word. You don't know that something is wrong with you until you start praying. So in the place of prayer, and the Lord is showing you, ah, you are sick that you are angry with. That your cousin that you are holding on forgiveness. Oh yeah, leave this prayer now, of course. Say, lie, lie. It's 10 hours. No, 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 no. Of course, leave it. And then you begin to call. 
Then you come back again. If you are doing makeup, if no matter how perfect you are, you can't do makeup without mirror. So the same way, no matter how mature you are, you can't do without the word. You need to keep going back. You are checking. Ah, there's something here. Ah, there's a problem here. Ah, somebody shout glory. By this mirror now, I realize I'm sweating. Please, can I have tissue? Somebody shout glory. What am I saying? The Bible is so simple and practical, but we miss it. Because we're looking for deep, deep. There's no, it can't get more deeper than this. That's why people miss the kingdom when Jesus came. Because he said, it can't be this simple. It can't be this one. This one, Joseph. Church. I can't even go through all my, I believe that I've been able to communicate something to you today. So what does this mean to you? There's a dimension of glory that is revealed through you as sustained by God. And that's include you abiding, John 15, and you beholding, 2 Corinthians 3, 18. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a dimension of glory. Any Christianity that puts all responsibility on God is a lazy Christianity, an irresponsible Christianity. God has done it all. What's he doing? He's partnering with you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So are you bearing fruits? What is their testament of you? Not just in church. Some of you, we can know you are great in church. What is the story in your family? Your colleagues? Are you shining your light so bright at work? In your business? Or because you say you are a business entrepreneur, you are a tech guy. So that means that you don't do anything. Because you know, it's whatever that people are, that is raining, that people just hide under. You know, remember when I'm an entrepreneur? Now, you don't move. People are saying that IT now. There's nothing wrong with it, but just make sure you're doing well. Even if you run your own business, it's not your time. So you can't be doing anyhow with God's time that he entrusted with you. How do people see your life, your output, your character? You can't glorify God with a caustic mouth. With a character that doesn't glory. People, when people are around you, even if they can't place it, there's something about you. Are you God's glory on legs? Are you still in bed or you are... Like Isaiah 60, you've risen up. Are you broadcasting his glorious wonders through your life? The understanding of your identity, faithfulness and the likes. Remember the parable of the talents. God gave to one five. What's the next one? Two and what? And one. The, the guy that had eat the one, what happened? He was living in fear. But fear that came from a wrong understanding of who God is. He said, I think you're a wicked, you're a wicked. Where did he get that from? So you see, if you don't have the right understanding of who God is, you can't reveal his glory. That is why John 15 says, outside of me, you cannot bear fruits. So this fruit I'm even shouting, you can't bear it outside of God. You need what? The word. And you can't know God. Listen to me. If the written word had to subject himself, sorry, if the living word had to subject himself to the written word, how come you think you don't need the written word? As a pastor that I is, I'm joking. Also operating as a prophet, carrying out apostolic assignments. Can I tell you something? I am so pained now that people are more excited about third person giving them a word than the word. There's this grace. Listen to me. Listen to me. It's a dimension I thank God for almost all my life I've lived in. Both receiving and giving. And to the glory of God, so many manifestations. 
but I've never seen, I grew up with the word, Bible study and all these things, even on campus, the word. And now we are drunk on manifestation of gifts than manifestation of songs. And I'll explain. What makes a song is not just the gifts, it's also the fruits. It's not because it's not by their gifts you know them, it's by their fruits you know them. You don't know that this tree is apple tree because it's blowing you breeze well. Because that's what we do with gifts. You know that it's apple tree because of the fruit on the tree. So by all means, you go to a meeting and they're giving a word, get excited, Lord speak to me. I don't have a problem with that. But if you are more excited in a meeting because they might call your name, the auntie in blue shirt, than you are in your room with the word, you are missing it. You know why? A lot of people are looking out for the spectacular so that they miss out on the supernatural. The spectacular alone isn't the supernatural. And sometimes the supernatural is the simple mundane things. I remember last month I was dealing with something and I was, God give me word now. So I say, me too, I was, word now, you know how we used to do. It was my regular daily reading of the Bible, I came upon the solution. So if I don't read the Bible for the day, based on the timetable I had, how many of you are walking away from your deliverance because you're looking for his, a flap angel and somebody shaking? So if you have a wrong understanding of who God is, you will hide your glory. You will not reveal his glory. And when the Lord spotlights his light on you, you think it's about you. Forgetting that it's never about you, it's about God. The essence of glory is not to look like you, it's to look like him. We are transformed from one level of glory to another. We keep moving. I keep beholding. I keep becoming. I'll read a few things to you and I'll end. I will pray. Praise God. Is somebody blessed? Let me read this to you. From Genesis to Revelation, we can see and all agree. This is on a series I did, Translating Revival or God Encounters. We can see and agree that God never does anything without a purpose or a big picture in mind. There was no encounter in scripture that wasn't for a purpose, even if it was to align the individual or expose the individual to God. We can say the same for encounters. They are all onto something. God has a purpose in mind. While there may be many reasons for it, one reason, it's, it's not, one reason it is not for is for his self-glorification. It is important to know that what set the Israelites free from Egypt wasn't the burning bush tale or Experience more or the experience Moses had, but the impact of the burning bush. Let me take that again. What led them out of Egypt was not burning bush. The burning bush, if imagine Moses, if it's this day, oh, we have started burning bush ministry. We'll have done selfie day. You'll have cut up people to the that's why God you know, notice. See the thing that we shout about. Have you noticed how God deals with some of these things? Because it's onto something. We make those things God, whereas they were supposed to bring you to him, not make you stop there. Imagine Moses saw Bonnie Bush and just stood there. Wow. Admiring Bonnie Bush. He did not pick the call. If Bonnie Bush was so important, God would have told them to bring them back, bring the Israelites to the Bonnie Bush so that we can all see Bonnie Bush. But it was onto something. What moved them out was a man that the Lord used Bonnie Bush to bring him in, convict him, and release him to set them free. More examples are the three evil boys, Peter, the disciple, the disciples, Jeremiah, Daniel, all of them. We can learn one common trend from these people. They were, actual, they were translators of God encounters. 
Joseph could have opened Dream International School. But his purpose was not even interpreting dreams. It was just a gift to help him facilitate his purpose. The same way many of us, you know, there was this man that came to one of our prayer calls. I'll share the link with Pastor, Pastor Sheo, and he can even have a training with the team. You might know Dr. Sam Ekundayo. I was, I've never, like I was undone. You see, a lot of us, and when the Lord said this thing to me in 2017, I thought he was just talking. A lot of us, your gift is your problem. Because you think your gifting is your calling and your purpose. It's a gift. Because you are good at singing, doesn't mean God's purpose for your life is to work out well. And then you might struggle with the fact, how can I be this talented as a singer and God is making me a banker? Am I calling for angel in the bank? Go and be singing for angels in the bank. I don't care if there's a reason why God has kept you there. Because I see a lot of people jetting out of purpose to fulfill gifts. To use gifts. Your passion. All those aspirants of perspire have destroyed people from perspiring. Follow your passion. Only it can lead you to hell. Your passion. Your passion. The scripture said, those that are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. Not those that are led by passion. Because with passion, Joseph should just be interpreting dream. Look at Daniel. Daniel was a prophet. But yet, he did not release all prophetic work. He did not do prophetic service. He did not do prophetic training. Publicly, but guess what? He taught a people, sir. Oh my god, can I can I can you show you something in, in Matthew chapter 2? When they say they were following the star, historians have it that were coming from the time from what was then known as Babylon, those people that were impacted by Daniel. Let me explain. So, for centuries before, God sent Daniel to Babylon. You see, God's big picture when Babylon did all those things, they said there must be no other God. What do you think he was doing? I'm sure he started teaching some people. Now they could read signs. They could do stuff. They must, somebody must have told them a kick is coming. What's their own? And they've carried on for generations to generations to generations. Even, even, even Daniel did not see the manifestation of some of the, some of the prophecies. He gave. It's not about you. And he did that. Oh my God. He did that. And years later, donkey years later, God was going to connect the obedience of one man centuries before to provision for Jesus. Hope you know that it was not like it was three, it was three types of gifts, but it was a lot of gifts. Why? Because immediately after Jesus was born, they were led into Egypt. What do you think they survived on? The gifts they brought. Because those things were wealthy items in that time. Somebody following me. So if Daniel just thought his gift was just to interpret dream, don't you think he has failed? So when God was giving him influence to understand the language of Babylon, he was to influence a culture for centuries later. It's bigger than what we think. Can I give you another example? At best, the Bible says, if you read the book of Corinthians, it said to Paul, Paul said, you say I'm not eloquent. So Paul was not as eloquent as Apollos. He said, well, when you come, your letter are witty for you when you come. They say, yeah, 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 yeah. Guess what? Because God knew that what we need in this century is not the city of Paul because they will not be able to keep it. What you need is the letters of Paul. So the things that you don't have might be God's way of protecting what is really important to him. So that you can focus and burst something that can show forth his glory. Sir, at best, sir, at best, at best. Paul, did, there, what, was there social media? In fact, do you know that this letter of Paul was not arranged in his time? He was sending the letter to Ephesus. Sending a letter to this, he didn't even see when they combine all his letters together. He probably did not even know that there was going to come a time 
when there will be different translations, I say it's precept. Do your part. Another person will play, another person will build on it. It's not about you. So Paul saying yes to God, writing in spite of Apollos being the one that was the spokesperson of that time. As it were. By the way, the people that discipled Apollos, do you know they are Priscilla and Aquinas? Guess who discipled Priscilla and Aquinas? Paul. I is somebody catching something? I say your impact is so rich and deep. But I know sometimes we don't see it. And I'm not, even me too, I'm there. You don't see it. You're wondering, God, what's this one? As, is it God has sent you? Don't get me wrong. God will use your gifts. Your gift will always be needed to facilitate your purpose. But doesn't mean your gift will be what will define your life. So, for instance, there was a season in my life where I was doing corporate training. And that's, ah, I want to train on the idea. I really, I love those area, era of training, you know, and do corporate, corporate. Guess what? That gift of training, I'm using it every day to train a people. If you see my slide when I'm training in church, you think it's one, somebody that came from somewhere. It's a gift. But the purpose right now is not in the bank. It's for the church. So God is not wasting your gift and your talent. It's just determining what he wants to use it for. But a generation that is just moved by gift, you want to tabernacle on that gift. And that gift can be your burning bush. The burning bush was to call you in, not to sit down there and create story about it. It's the burning bush book. Guess what happened to Paul? Guess what happened to Paul? Sir, Paul will not know that someday some people will fight to translate the Bible into English. Paul will not know that his letter today, he wrote it to Ephesians, but he's blessing Nigerians. Paul will not know that there will be a man that will have a vision to invent new version and create plenty plans on the book of Paul. Paul will not know that many of us are using his book who are preaching from his message. Paul will probably have not known at that point. I say it's more than what you can think, ask, or imagine. You just do your bit and let God perfect it. Can somebody rise? Let's rise. What am I saying? There's a reason for all these encounters. There's a reason for all these things you are doing. Translate it. We must make revival. When we make revival about ourselves, our experiences, our personal ministry, expanding our ministry, growing our church, increasing our position in societal influence, and a host of other fruits of revival, we lose the capacity to sustain the move of God. This is by Bill Johnson. We will make it about everything else, but what it should be, we miss out on the potential of what can be. It will be more than us. So who is ready to glorify God? I'll just take extra five minutes as we pray. Come on, let's pray to God. Talk to God. I say, Lord, I'm ready. I realize that it's not just in my praying in tongues. It must translate in my character. It must translate in my business. It must translate in how I treat my wife. It must, you can't say you are, you are revealing God's glory and you are beating your wife or beating your husband or cheating or doing anything like that. So if you are struggling, ask God for help. Ask God for help. It's much more than that. Somebody, somebody talk to God. It's much more than that. I want to pray for a set of people. I will just be able to do one. If you're here, you know you have not been translating everything God has been putting in your heart. Raise your hand wherever you are. What do I mean by that? It just ends in power, in, in energy. He's not showing in your life. You're not seeing the fruits. Raise your hand as I pray for you. Anybody? Thank you. I see those hands. Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray. Okay, hold on. 
I was led to pray for you. If you're not, if you're here, you're not born again. Raise your hand. You're not born again. You've not given your life to Christ. You're watching online. Anybody? Okay. In case you watch this message later, we just say the prayer. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I renounce my old ways. Today, I say, be the Lord and Savior of my life, and I'm born again. I declare I will never remain the same. In Jesus' name, I receive the influence of the Holy Ghost to help me on this journey. In Jesus' name. All right, put your hands up for those of you that are asking that, that I have not seen the fruits. Some of you is fear. Some of you, you just don't know what to do. Some of you, you really want to reveal this glory, but you've been struggling. Father, in the name of Jesus, you said you are sending the helper to help us on this journey. Teacher, help us. Help us see you. Help us understand this glory realm and help us reveal it. Propel us. Help us to get up and above all. Give change appetite in this place. If there's something I know you've blessed me with and I carry with such confidence in you is the gift of hunger. I release it over this house. Hunger for the things of God. Hunger for the word. Hunger to know God. And above all, hunger, Lord, to sustain what you started in our lives. Thank you, most high Father, for in Jesus' precious name we pray. If you know you have been blessed, somebody shout glory. They call me Pastor Assignments. When you are done, when you go back, I don't know when this video will be up, go and listen to it again. Then when you are done, make a list of the areas of your life that doesn't look like glory. Then find scriptures you can use to counter them. Then some of you, if you need to read books, if you need to talk to a counselor, if you need to pay, buy a course, if you need to talk to a coach, if you need to talk to your pastor, do that. Don't just leave it as, wow, this service was great. If you don't put practical steps to translate this service, it'll be another, wow. So give the, if you know you'll do this assignment, give the Lord a big shout of praise. I can't hear you. Give the Lord a big shout of praise. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Shewu Oshibesa podcast, like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Shewu on Instagram at Shewu Oshibesa or at Gracemade NG.